It is for freedom that you have been set free. Welcome to a Cup of Freedom podcast, where we believe that freedom is available. Now, here's your host, Matt Galbraith. Welcome to a Cup of Freedom. I'm Matt. Thank you for being with us today. Welcome to the show. I've got my coffee. I'm ready to go. I hope you are doing well wherever you are listening from today. And I want to thank you, those of you that have been listening and supporting this show, this podcast. I am so appreciative and thankful for the emails and for the just the comments and the ratings that you have been giving to, to us. I'm so appreciative. Thank you. Keep them coming because they so encourage me and just help me to keep going and moving forward in this. You can find out more about this podcast and the ministry that we have at facebook.com backslash take the journey to freedom, facebook.com backslash take the journey to freedom. And whatever platform you're listening to the show on, if you would just hit subscribe If you feel inclined to give us a rating, to give us a review, we would be much appreciative. But if you hit subscribe or follow or whatever they ask you to do on those platforms, that would just uh, remind you of when the next episode is coming out. And so right now we are, we've been doing two episodes a week or so. So we're just grateful that God is allowing us to be able to do this. And so today uh, we're just grateful to be with you. And the title of this podcast today is The Root of of discontentment. And so I want to talk to you today about this idea of discontentment. And so I want to start off by just saying that as I as I talk to people, as I talk to guys in dealing with their struggles with addictions, with pornography, things like that, uh, there's a there's some common themes, some common language that typically comes out in some form or fashion. And one of the roots, so when I, when I say root, really what I'm meaning is that there, b- below our behaviors in our lives, there's, <laughs> there's roots, there's belief systems, and that's the way I describe uh, roots. There are belief systems in our lives that ultimately we're doing things because of what we're believing. And so ultimately our behavior then is is reinforcing what we believe about ourselves, about God and about other people. So if those roots are out of alignment with God's truth, then a lot of times our behavior is going to come out as out of alignment with the behavior that we would want to display for God. So so that's what I'm talking about with Rue. And so below the surface of a lot of the struggles that I see in my own life, but also now as I'm uh, working with, with guys in, in their recovery plans, is this underlying root of discontentment. So I want to talk about that today. And again, this remember, this is the no shame zone this is the safe place. We're creating a community. I, I really am encouraged by the fact that the, this community is building and, and, and we're able to come together to share real things here 
real issues that we're dealing with, not just dealing with the surface stuff, but to really get to the root, if you will, of what, what's going on. And so this is a no shame zone. If you're experiencing these things today, everybody has. And so know the commonality of the human experience is that we all go through discontentment in our lives. And so no shame here. We're just coming to talk about it to provide freedom, to provide hope, to provide healing and action steps to move you on your way. So again, think of that root of discontentment. So discontentment. So let me go with the definition, first of all, of contentment, and then we'll talk about discontentment. So here's the definition of contentment from the dictionary. It's the state of happiness and satisfaction. So another uh, definition that I found with this is peaceful ease of mind. And then if you were to look for a biblical definition, it's ultimately finding joy in God, finding our complete satisfaction and joy in God. So a state of happiness and satisfaction, peaceful ease of mind, finding joy in God. So think about that as we talk about discontentment. So I'm just thinking, when I, when I think of those definitions, at least the first two, state of happiness peaceful ease of mind. I don't know. The mental picture that I get immediately is like, take me to this place where I <laughs> am in this state of happiness. Like like someone will say, right, take me to my happy place. So for me, that is the beach. One of the places is the beach. And I can just picture myself right now, just like sitting next to the ocean in my lounge chair and just listening to the waves, listening to the water and just being relaxed and this peaceful ease of ease of mind that is there available to me. So that's what I think of. I don't know what you think of when you go to your happy place, but that's one of the places, one of my happy places for sure. So now let's flip the script on this. And so if contentment is 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 that, discontentment then is really the opposite of that. It's uh life is just not working out the way that we thought it would or should. All right. So instead of going to God as our true source, we're looking to other things. It could be something or someone to come through for us. And so it hasn't worked out. Something hasn't worked out in our lives, some circumstances uh, that, you know, we can fill in the blank on that. Maybe it's a job that hasn't worked out. Maybe it's a relationship that hasn't worked out. Maybe it's a spouse, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever. There's family members that are just not living up to what you expected them to live up to. And so life just isn't working out. And there creeps in this discontentment. That's the word I use for it. I think some other words you could put to it would be discouragement, frustration, just disappointment. There, be, there begins to be this deep disappointment, and ultimately it leads to discontentment. And then we begin to ask questions about it. We begin, if we have a relationship with God, we begin to question God. Well, God, you know, I, I, I thought that you wanted me to be happy. I thought that's what you wanted for me in my life. You know, what, why am I going through this? You know, if you're going through a hard time, you know, it's, it's, it can be very easy for us to go and question, question God. Like, God, where are you in this? You know, this job just isn't working out. This relationship just isn't working out. 
I don't see you in this. What good could you possibly be doing through this? Because I just don't see it. Maybe it's a health concern. Maybe it's a health issue. Whatever that is, there's this level of discontentment that comes. And so we've maybe looked to the other side of this is maybe we've looked to stuff in our lives to make us happy. Fill in the blank there. If I just had this house, if I just had this car, if I just had this level of income, if I just owned this whatever, then that would give me the happiness and the contentment that I would want. And oftentimes what, what's, what happens is, is that it ends up leaving us wanting more and we're not satisfied. And so what I've, what I've discovered in my own life and what I've discovered in the guys that I work with is that there's this level of discontentment that is there. And so we're acting upon that through some type of easing the pain of the discouragement, the disappointment, and the discontentment. So we're going to whatever that addiction is, we're going to whatever this substance is to ease the pain of the discontentment, to fill our lives with something, to make us feel content. And with the, with the struggle and addiction of pornography, what happens, though, is we, we think we've been fooled and deceived in thinking that this is going to provide some level of satisfaction And what actually happens is it leaves us more discontent. It leaves us more unsatisfied and just still that much more just wanting more. So the thing that it's supposed to provide for us, actually, it doesn't do. And so this discontentment just breeds even more and it gets even worse. And we we end up going, though, to the very thing that makes it worse, which is the addiction. And so one one of the things I've discovered in my own life, though, is that I do believe that we have to go through these stages with discontentment, these what I call losses in life, these experiences in life. Why? For the purpose of drawing us deeper into connection with the Lord to really ultimately truly find our contentment in the Lord. Now, we still have a choice in that. We still have to choose that. You know, if, if, if tough circumstances are coming into my life and I'm discontented, I can, I can choose to harden my heart to it and just be angry at God and, and, and question God and, and all those kind of things. Uh, and, and I think we have to give ourselves some permission to do that because we've all done that before. So give ourselves some grace in that to be able to to be frustrated and disappointment, disappointed and discouraged, and to, to shake our fist at God. But ultimately, it's to lead us then to not become even angrier at Him. It's to lead us to Him as the complete source of our contentment. So I believe, I've learned this in my own life, that we have to go through what I call kind of these losses in life. We must lose in order to gain. And what do I mean by that? We must lose whatever our expectation of what's supposed to come through for us as the source of our life. We must lose that idea. We must lose the, those, those things that we think are supposed to fulfill us and satisfy us in order to gain 
the only thing that can truly make us content. And that is this relationship with God. So we must go through it. We must go through, and it looks different for everybody. Uh, For me, over the last few years, it's been this uh, really with my career and what I was doing in my life and this, okay, God, I've been doing this for 20 years and there was a discontentment that, that, that was just really, really deep down below the surface that I wasn't wrestling with and I wasn't giving it to God. And so I was looking to my career and to my job for my contentment. And God was basically waking me up to the fact that, you know, Matt, you're going to have to go through this loss, these losses, these losing what your expectations were of this in order to gain something so much better. So we must go through it, whatever that looks like for you. So I want to look at a scripture verse that talks about, so how do we deal with this then? What's, what's the remedy, you know, if we're dealing with discontentment in our life, what can we do about it? So again, as you know, on this show, we go to God's word as a source of truth, a source of freedom. So Paul says some very interesting things on this idea of contentment in the Bible. So if you go to Philippians 4, 11 through 13, Paul says these words. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. So I want you to see what he's saying there. And I'm going to go to this, this, uh, this comment that he makes is that he's basically saying he's learned this. And I believe he's learned this through his circumstances. So the circumstances, it's not that they're not important. The circumstances are the greatest lesson teachers that we can have in our lives. They will teach us to either trust in those circumstances or to trust in something greater and more satisfying. So he's had to learn this. And that's what I mean through the losses of life. Like through the losses that we experience in our lives, we can ultimately learn this contentment. And in another uh, verse, he uh, another version of this verse, he says that I have learned the secret of being content. That's in the NLT version. I've learned the secret. So, so I love that because it's like, it's like he's saying to us, okay, let me, let me let you in on this guys. (laughs) I've discovered something in my life. He's made a discovery that he's found and he kind of, he wants to let us in on it. Like he's giving us this wisdom. He's and, and notice what he's not saying. He's not saying I've learned a, a strategy, a program, this like intellectual concept? No, he says, I've learned this secret of being content in whatever the circumstances. So Paul is a person, and he's writing this, I want you to know, he's writing this probably from a prison jail. So his circumstances right now are four walls and a cage in front of him. That's the circumstances. But he's learned in his life and he's, he's, he knows what it's like to have had a lot in his life and to have nothing. To be well-fed 
or hungry, to be living in plenty or living in want. And so he has discovered this secret that ultimately the circumstances of our lives can lead us to this great, greater contentment. In other words, it goes beyond the circumstances. And so what does this con- you know, contentment depend on then? Paul's, Paul comes up with a different, <clears throat> a different list of his contentment. He's, he's not focusing on the what-ifs in his life. Well, what if this was happening? If only this were the case. If only fill in the blank. He's focused on what's already the case in his life, what already is true. So what does your contentment depend on? Is it content? Is it dependent on the lifestyle that you have, the relationships that you have, <clears throat> the possessions that you have in your life? So there, there also, I want to differentiate between this circumstantial contentment, which is what Paul's talking about versus a soul contentment. So the circumstantial contentment says, I'll be happy as long as life is going well. I'll be happy as long as fill in the blank. Now we may not say that out loud, but ultimately we live that way. This discontentment can, can breed inside of us. Now this soul contentment that Paul's talking about is Well, life may be difficult, but I can still choose to focus on what I have. So what is Paul choosing to focus on? Well, he's choosing. He says, I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. He's choosing to focus on Christ. I have Christ. I have this eternal life in Him. I have the love of God. I have the forgiveness of sin. I have a new life through Jesus Christ. And so he's focusing, takes the focus off the circumstances eventually and focuses on what he already does have. In Christ, Paul has found his soul contentment, this true satisfaction that his heart really desires. And so what you can have in Christ is greater than anything the world can offer. But we have to, I think we have to learn that. We just have to go through it. You know, God allows us to go after what we want to go after and choose what we want to choose. He gives us the free will to do that. But ultimately, it's to lead us back to the true source of contentment. Now, I want to talk just for a minute or so about some benefits of contentment that come out of this contentment in Christ. That ultimately should be the deepest level of contentment, that benefit of just knowing that we have the presence of God inside of us. Okay, but some other benefits. Number one, being content can allow us to enjoy and appreciate our lives just as they are. We're already able to see, oh, Lord, look what I have around me. We can all be, I believe truly everyone can be grateful for something. So it allows us just to enjoy and appreciate our lives right now as they are. It also, another benefit is it allows us to be fully present 
in our relationships. Like we're not, we don't have to have all these expectations. Like we just can kind of come as we are. We're content, you know, in our lives, even though things may not be all what we want them to be, but we're, we have this, this contentment, this peace of mind. And so as we're engaging with other people, then we don't have to put any pressure on them to come through for us. We can just let them be who they are and we can be who we are. Another benefit is it helps us to enjoy our family and friends. I mean, like we can have a deeper level of enjoyment when we take off the discontentment of our family and friends aren't what we thought they were going to be and just hasn't been what we, what we wanted them. They haven't done what we wanted them to do. And so we're just, we're just looking to them then to come through for us as well. And so it helps us to enjoy them, I think, in a deeper way. Instead of like trying to fix them or control them, just like, God, you've put them in my life. Thank you. And then fourthly, I think another benefit would be we are more accepting and appreciative of others. You know, if we're able to to have a contentment in our life, this peace of mind, we can be more accepting of others and not like putting them down or, you know, again, like criticizing them or just looking, you know, oh, wow, look at you and what you're doing. No, like we can actually appreciate them more by accepting them more because we're content in our own life. And if they're struggling, then that contentment they can see in us can maybe be a gift to them as well. Say, hey, where is that contentment coming from? Would you tell me about that? I mean, you just like you're, you're at peace right now. What? Tell me about that peace. And I believe it can help us to really love others in a deeper way if we get to this place of contentment. So just a couple of thoughts on cultivating this contentment. And, you know, again, I think we kind of create these lists in our lives of like, we have like, oh, I wish this, like a wish list. I wish this was happening in my life. I wish this was going on. Uh, and so we have that, which, which I believe can lead to discontentment. It doesn't mean we don't have goals and we don't have things that we're striving for and looking to. That's not what I'm talking about. But it's more of, a, of an if only or a wish. I wish this job would produce something that's not producing. I wish this relationship would produce something. Instead of what I was, would, would encourage you to do is to work on an already list. Like these are the things already that I can be grateful for, that God has blessed me with and given me. God, thank you because I already have a family. I already have my wife, my kids, whatever that is in your life. Again, I know that you can probably find something to create an already list that you can be grateful for. And it takes your focus off the if-onlys and the I wish and the things that maybe just aren't what you want in life. And then the second way I would say to cultivate is, again, going to God's Word. Look at Philippians 11 through 13 this week and begin to really ask some questions in your life. Like, you know, what what's devastating you in your life? What's really leading to this discontentment? You know, have you experienced a loss or pain that's impacting you? Um, you know, what is it that's keeping you from this, this contentment that, that Paul's talking about? Um, have you been going to um, counterfeit things in your life, looking for that satisfaction, 
when only really the true soul satisfaction and contentment can come through this freedom in Christ, this relationship with God? So ask those questions again. Go to the Lord. Go to Scripture and say, well, Paul says, he's figured this out. Lord, I want this. This is the contentment that I want. And so looking to God's Word for that. You know, the life of contentment really begins, I believe, not when the circumstances of our lives change, but when our attitude towards them does. Let me say that again. The life of contentment, I believe, begins not when circumstances change, but when our attitude toward them does. One of my favorite quotes of all time, so uh, Victor Frankl, the, the famous Auschwitz death camp survivor. So I love, I love this quote. So he, he was being asked, like, well, you survived this death camp and you went through these concentration camps during, during World War II. And, and, you know, how have you been able to go through that horrible experience, all that pain, all that death, everything that you saw and witnessed and went through yourself? How were you able to go through that and, and come through this with such a positive outlook, a, such a positive uh, contentment in your life, really. And so he answered it by this. This is the quote. Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. I love that. To choose one's attitude. I mean, he was, can you imagine the circumstances? And yet the greatest of freedom that he still chose was to choose to have a positive attitude, to be content in the circumstance. I'm not saying this is easy, guys. I'm not saying this is a magic pill that you're just going to wake up and it's going to be that way. But I do believe it's a choice, and we can cultivate this contentment in our lives. And I want to end with this other quote that I really love, and I want you to think about this as an encouragement. And this is a quote from John Piper. And he says this, he says, occasionally weep deeply over the life that you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life that you have. I love that. So he's saying, acknowledge it. Acknowledge the losses that you have in life. Don't deny them. Grieve them. Occasionally, grieve them. But then, what does he say? Wash yourself off. Trust God and embrace the life you have. So the encouragement and the freedom that I want to leave you with today in the area of discontentment, whatever that is, acknowledge it, grieve deeply over it, and then trust God and look to Him and embrace the life that you have, embrace the freedom that you have in Christ right now, and live in that, and allow that to bring you to this deep level of contentment. And I believe that will help you to produce this greater freedom in your addiction, if you're struggling with that, and in your just trying to get over this behavior. I truly, honestly believe that. Embrace the freedom and the life that you already have in God. So I hope this encourages you today. Please send an email to me at mgalbraith, G-A-L-B-R-A-I-T-H, 2007 at gmail.com. If you have any questions, 
If you have any comments, anything that we can help you with, we also do coaching and mentoring to help people find freedom from addiction with sexual purity. If that's something you're interested in, there is an investment involved, but we would love to help you and be, be intentional with you on taking you on this journey to freedom. So as we say here at this community, come as you are and find freedom.